Welcome to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. I want to start the show today by thanking everyone who showed up at the Dorothy Bush Branch Library in Warren uh, yesterday for our Detroit Today Summer Book Club gathering. We talked about Matthew Desmond's evicted, and we talked about housing insecurity issues here in Southeast Michigan, and we talked specifically about the city of Warren and the court-ordered evictions in Warren, which rank nationally among the top 10 for cities. Uh, We had a really great crowd of people show up. Uh, We had a really diverse crowd of people show up, Uh, people who live in the city of Warren, people who rent properties, In the city of Warren, people who live in other parts of Macomb, and we had a really interesting conversation about eviction and poverty, and we really did get to the idea of solutions as well. Uh, And so I'm I'm really grateful to the folks who turned out. If you weren't able to make it last night, you can go to WDET.org and check out the other events that we have Planned. Our next is at uh, the Ferndale Area District Library on Wednesday, August 15th. Uh, and then uh, we are going to also be at the Gross Point War Memorial later in the month. Uh, if you go to the Facebook uh, page, the Detroit Today Summer Book Club Facebook page, you can also com- uh, participate in the conversation that we're having about the book. Um, and so uh, we still have lots of opportunities for you to participate in our first ever summer book club. So again, thanks to everyone who came out last night. Up first today, Chemical Bank, Michigan's largest bank, announced last week that it's going to move its headquarters to downtown Detroit and, importantly, will also build a 20-story building at Woodward and Elizabeth just across from Comerica Park. This has been a rolling story in Detroit for several years now, corporate headquarters relocating from the suburbs or other parts of the state to our largest city's central business district. But Chemical Bank is an especially big get for the city. And it'll also build its tower without the help of tax abatements or incentives, which may say something really important about the health of the Detroit development scene. Joining us now to talk about Chemical and Detroit development is Kirk Pinho. He is a reporter with Crane's Detroit Business. Kirk, welcome to Detroit Today. Morning, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, I think this is a a pretty big get for the city. Maybe a little bigger than the the sort of routine news that we've become used to that somebody's moving to downtown Detroit. But but I'm curious about uh, uh, your assessment of how big a deal this is. Well, it's a big deal on on a number of fronts, as as you alluded to. It'll certainly, um, presuming the thing gets built, alter the city's skyline. Um, being twenty stories, there aren't you know all that many buildings that rise to that level in in the downtown core. But beyond that, um, Detroit hasn't seen you know a, a major bank headquarters in you know within its limits since Comerica left in two thousand seven. Right. Um, it's it's a very large win for the city um, in terms of in terms of that and having a financial institution based here and uh, certainly having you know more people on the uh, on the on the income tax rolls uh, never hurts as well right uh, talk about why chemical made this decision and why they made it now 
Uh, one of the reasons, certainly, when, when I spoke with uh, a couple of their executives, is that they feel they can make a bigger push into the Metro Detroit market. Um, the, the name Chemical Bank is, is known, but it's not particularly associated with, with Metro Detroit. I mean, it is uh, currently at this juncture headquartered in Midland. Um, it is not very well known around around these parts. And if, uh, if my uh, memory serves correctly, uh, of all the insured deposits, roughly $150 billion in, in, the, in this region, they only have about 3% of the market share of that. And they think they can do a lot better than that if they if they move their their main presence, their headquarters to, to this region and more particularly into into the city itself. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about this idea that they are making this move without tax abatements or incentives. Now, I've paid attention to development in the city of Detroit for a long time. I can't think back uh, to another development of this size that didn't get the the abatements and incentives that have, have become pretty routine with uh, with big investments in the city. Um, uh, put that in, in, in context for us. Well, frankly, I, I uh, to be honest, that's not something that that I'd heard. Uh, the the executives when I, when I spoke with them did did not say that, but that doesn't mean that that they weren't going down that route of not not having to utilize any sort of any sort of public incentives for mm-hmm. this. Um, that that is um, sort of uncharted territory when it comes to something this size, at the very least in in, in recent history. Uh, most of the projects along these lines seek out property tax abatements, certainly things from the state, whether it's a brownfield site or anything else. They look for um, some way to mitigate the cost to their own bottom line, so that it's a little bit more financially feasible for them. But if, if chemical banks thinks they can they can pull that off without um, sort of holding their hand out to the public trough, then more power to them. Yeah, uh, my understanding is that they are not going to they're not asking for abatements or incentives from the city, but oh. that they would still be eligible, I think, for some of the brownfield credits that come from uh, okay. I from got you. the got state. Uh, but but even those city abatements, I mean, if you think about the developments we see in downtown Detroit, uh, uh, almost all of them that I can think of, do have to ask for those incentives, as you point out, as a way of making the project work, making the numbers work. And for a long time, we've had this conversation in Detroit about the idea of how investments pay off. There are a lot of developers who talk about the risk that's still present when you make a major investment in Detroit, and that that incentive or abatement uh, helps you offset uh, some of that risk. If we are getting to a place where somebody says, you know what, I can do this without abating that risk, I, I, I think that's a pretty important step forward. That, uh, I, I agree. I mean, that 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 would be great. It would be almost uh, almost almost kind of watershed in, the, in this in this entire cycle here. Uh, as as you were saying, when it comes to something like you know the the proposed Hudson's Tower, the the Monroe Blocks projects, or you know a lot of the stuff that the Illiches are doing, um, et cetera, et cetera. The, there has been you know sort of this 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 public component to the the overall capital stack that. Often and um, at least in these cases ha- has been thrown into the mix. Um, if if the numbers work out in in the in the chemical bank situation where where they do, where they don't need to do that 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 marks sort that would mark um, almost a um, almost a, a turning point for for where we stand in in, in the market currently. Yeah, uh, talk about where we are with development in downtown and how the sort of I feel like the snowball is moving faster downhill and gaining mass and speed and and power uh what does chemical banks move do do to that 
Uh, I, I've I've noted a couple times. Uh, <laughs> last week was one of the, one of the busier ones that, that that I've seen in my in my time in this town, and um, you know a lot, a lot of the stuff that 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 came to the forefront in the last you know seven seven days or so was was residential, um, and that that's certainly meeting meeting a need and a demand that that people are arguing is, is still there, particularly with regards to the Brush Park area, mm-hmm. uh, with what uh, uh, Dan, Dan Gilbert's proposing for the Brewster Douglas site, as well as what uh, Marty Turay and his team, as well as uh, Jerry Kruger and his team are, are, are planning over on a couple different sites, uh, almost almost immediately adjacent to the Brewster. Uh, but it's been... It's it's been pretty hectic. Let's put it that way. Um, there were uh, in in Brush Park alone last week. There were something to the tune of uh, 250 new residential units every single day on average proposed, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which which sort of sort of puts it in perspective. And that's not that's not including any of the other things that we saw come out of the woodwork, which includes you know additional units at the former uh, home of the, tr- the Detroit Free Press over on West Lafayette, mm-hmm. the city uh, ac- acquiring 90 um, percent of the state fairground site over up at eight. Woodward, it's been uh, sort of a roller coaster two weeks and, you know, frankly, two months and two years into this entire development cycle around here. Yeah. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Kirk Pinho. He's a reporter for Crane's Detroit Business. We're talking about the news that Chemical Bank will move its headquarters to downtown Detroit and also plans to build a 20 story building uh, for that headquarters at Woodward and Elizabeth Wright. Across from Comerica Park, uh, if you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, tell us what you see uh, with regard to investment in Detroit. Is it changing or is it shifting? Is there something that has indicated to you that businesses are now interested in investing really big money in the city? Uh, and are we building the momentum that uh, was started by Dan Gilbert and some others uh, who uh, eight or ten years ago started really uh, investing in the city for a lo- for the first time in a long time. Uh, how does that sit with you? Are you excited about these kinds of investments? Are you worried that they change uh, the downtown area in a way that, uh, that maybe uh, makes you feel less welcome? Uh, are you worried about the focus, again, this private focus on investment downtown, midtown, but not in many neighborhoods around the city. As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will try to work you into the conversation. Let's go to Susan in Detroit. Susan, welcome to Detroit Today. Hi. Um, One thing I have not heard is whether Chemical will be opening any branches that could be beneficial to the residents. But one comment I wanted to pass on is on the Mitch album show last week. Uh, the mayor was on for quite a while, and he indicated that although Chemical would not be receiving any tax abatements, uh, they are going to become the city's primary bank. So they're going to get the banking relationship is how I took that, and there's certainly income for them. Sure. With that. Correct. So. Yeah. Susan, uh, thanks very much for the call and, and the info there. Uh, Kirk, uh, let's first talk about this this idea of branches. Uh, there are a lot of neighborhoods, areas of the city that don't have a lot of access to right. banks. Is is Chemical thinking that they can help with that problem? And is that part of what this move is about? 
I, I anticipate that they do. Um, one, I mean, if, if uh, I, I don't recall seeing you there last week, Stephen, but um, uh, even during their their press event, they very regularly were, were, were branding this as you know Detroit's hometown bank. I, I, I anticipate I, I anticipate them to open up open up new branches with within the city, certainly. Uh-huh. And and this question of the the city banking with them, that of course. Yeah. Translates to to money for for Chemical Bank. Uh, it, it, uh, the last time we had that kind of sort of signature relationship, I guess, with the bank was was with Comerica. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. And the the city um, put out a request for proposals uh, several months ago, seeking a new uh, what what they referred to as like a, a banking partner, right. um, as, as it were. Uh, given that the city had something like several hundred, maybe six or seven hundred di- different accounts, which is a little unwieldy if you think about it. Um, uh, the same day, <laughs> coincidentally, uh, perhaps not, uh, that Chemical announced its uh, announced its new headquarters. Uh, an, an hour before that, the city announced that Chemical was its new quote banking partner. Um, when the city issued its RFP, it said that it would give preference in, in its scoring for this overall process to a bank that issue, that uh, uh, relocated or you know put a regional, a big regional hub here, or their North American or international headquarters within the city of Detroit. This 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 wasn't you know some sort of like deep secret. This this the city was sort of offering that as part of the right. part of the uh, overall equation. Yeah, uh, I guess maybe it's not appropriate to wonder this, but. Uh... Uh, I wonder whether, uh, you know, uh, Chemical Bank might put its name on some important things around town. Uh, it'll be odd to have uh, the Chemical Bank Tower across the street from Comerica Park. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I I wondered when Comerica left Detroit for Dallas whether that would continue that that name on the on the stadium. They have, of course, continued that sponsorship. But but is Chemical looking to make that kind of footprint and and sort of brand uh, identity here in Detroit. I, th- I think they are, although you know the, the way that the way that sort of materi- materializes, um, you know, kind of, kind of remains to be seen. I'm sure there are some the, the, some initiatives that they'll that they'll put some put some weight behind with regards to you know the the naming the the naming aspect of things. It's not it's not just them. There's you know Fifth Third that has a building uh, that they have the naming rights to just down the street, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit south along Woodward. And there's you know the the building formerly known as One Detroit Center that is now Ally Financial Center. I mean right. they, this happens relatively regularly, although it is. Uh, an, inter- an interesting little tidbit that I had had not noticed before relative to chemical being across the street from Comerica. <laughs> right, so. right. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Let's go to Charlie in Detroit. Charlie, welcome to Detroit. Hey, good morning. Thank yeah. you, Stephen. Sure. Um, I just wonder how this is going to impact Midland. I mean, they're losing a big uh, corporate citizen employer mm-hmm. and I uh, wonder, you know, What's it going to do to the city of Midland? Yeah, great question, Charlie. Uh, Kirk, each time we celebrate one of these big moves back into the city of Detroit or to the city of Detroit from a suburb or another part of the state, I think we don't necessarily pay that much attention to the fact that they are leaving a community behind and that that may have some impact there. Talk about what this will do to Midland. Well, uh, Gary Torgo and Tom Schaefer, when 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 I chatted with them last week, um, made it pretty clear that they're not abandoning Midland. Um, they are keeping their current employment roster there of about 500 people fully intact. At least that's what they say. Um, their their goal, their 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 aim is to have little, if 
if zero uh, negative impact on the city of Midland with this with with this headquarters. I mean, whether it actually materializes that way remains to be seen. But they, they they don't want this this move to come at the expense of the community that they've called home for as long as they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you know the. Mike Duggan, the mayor of Detroit, said basically the same thing. You know, we, we want to attract companies, but not necessarily at the expense of, you know, our, our, our neighbors and our other, you know, friend communities in, in Michigan. Um, again, we'll see if, you know, see how that, that affects Midland, you know, go, going down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but for right now, uh, they're anticipating ke- uh, keeping all 500 people that they have in Midland employed. Yeah. Uh, would you say that if we keep up at this pace in 2018 that this will be – uh, maybe one of the biggest years in in development news in in terms of downtown Detroit. Uh, you know, we we see lots of little things starting to fill in too, with mm-hmm. sort of fun things like the scooters that are now on, <laughs> on the streets, which which I think is a real sign of of it becoming just uh, you know a, a regular large city, right? Uh, these are the kind yeah. of things that uh, that people expect to be able to find. But on the development front, it does seem like. Uh, we're seeing a lot of headlines. We're seeing a lot of things move forward. Are, is is this uh, an exceptional year in that regard? I I would argue that that it is on on a number of different fronts. Um, first of all, this year you're seeing demolition um, either currently going on or about to start at three key sites in the city. Number one, the Hudson site. Mm-hmm. Uh, number number two, over on the jail site across from where I'm working right now. Mm-hmm. And um, soon to start, over on the Monroe Block site. Um, all three of those are going to be happening this year, which is a lot of demolition for a lot of new construction on yes. very large, prominent pieces of property in the downtown core that have for years basically just sat there empty and not doing anything. Right. Um, that's about to change. The other one being, of course, Michigan Central Station over off of Michigan Avenue. Um, the city council uh, today is expected to, you know, consider some some tax uh, incentives, public, setting up public hearings for neighborhood enterprise zones and 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 Oprah districts relative to Michigan Central Station and the book depository. Um, all that stuff's supposed to start this year. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's obviously not going to be completed this year, but it's certainly going to be getting underway, presuming all goes as planned. That those four projects in of themselves are, have yeah. beginning to really kick off in one year. Um, I think is. Is, is is absolutely monumental. Uh, there's there's really no other way to describe it. Um, are there bigger ones left to tackle? Sure, but um, with regards to those those four alone, um, it's it's incredible. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Kirk Pinho, reporter for Cranes Detroit Business. Always great to hear from you here on Detroit Today. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Up next, can a sitting president be indicted? We are going to pick apart that question with a couple of legal experts next. And don't forget, if you miss any of today's show, you don't have to miss out on the conversation. You can go to iTunes or wherever you download podcasts, download and subscribe to Detroit Today. Take us with you and listen when you are ready. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Detroit Today.